0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Speck. The Blaze Radio Network.
1: I want to play an amazing piece of audio for you. It's from Virgie Rollins. Uh, she is the uh, Democratic National Committee's Black caucus, caucus Chairwoman. She had an announcement to make. I'm a former Black Panther. All right. And, and, and when we, we talk about... The movement as a former Black Panther with Angela Davis and Kathleen Cleaver, it it was important for us to make people understand that it was about the movement for us educating us. Now, here's here's uh, it's really amazing, especially if you watch this clip, because the camera can't focus on her, it can't see her. So it's focused instead on Keith Ellison, a former member of the Nation of Islam. But here's what I want to say to you. Remember the days when hardcore radicals actually tried to hide their extremist past? When I started outing out President Obama's ties to radicals, his PR team went out in in super all-out denial and protect mode. Do you remember that? Do you remember me saying to you, one of these days, they're not going to care anymore, and the mask is going to come off, and they're just going to tell you, yep. I was a communist yep I was a member of SDS yep I was a Black Panther and you know what it's better than what we're doing now here we are gang imagine how much worse this is going to get they're not trying to hide it anymore to the contrary they're now bragging about it in a public forum Rollins goes on to talk about, quote, the movement and the, quote, revolution, end quote, as inspired acts that brought forth equality to feed the masses. At one point, she yelled, quote, we've got to turn back to the revolution, end quote. Now, it's not surprising that she can say this now in an era where the Black Panthers have been whitewashed and and completely scrubbed clean to the point to where their radical extremist past is actually looked up to. Martin Luther King was not involved with the Black Panthers. They were against each other. Uh, well, Well, I mean, even though they were fighting for equality, right? They just wanted to feed people, right? No. Rollins declaration of bringing back the revolution sounds eerily similar to what her Black Panther Party was saying back in the 60s when they chanted, quote, the revolution has come. It's time to pick up the gun off the pigs, end quote. Now, if they were talking about actual pigs and they were thinking about taking those pigs and then slicing them up into nice little pieces of ham to feed all the children, that would be one thing. But those pigs were police officers. The Black Panthers weren't benevolent? No. It's amazing to me how history is so easily forgotten and discarded. But it is another thing to do what is happening now. Making terrorists look like they were the great guardians of the people. This popular Black uh, Panther chant is nothing compared to their actual actions. They were involved in multiple shootouts, shot several police officers, employed ambush tactics, and tried to kill police, and armed militants that actually stormed a courthouse and killed a United States judge. They armed those militants. They were even caught torturing and executing one of their own members for suspecting him of being an FBI informant. Oh, yeah. All the while, they're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the kids, just like your mother used to. But it wasn't all about race. In fact, race, as always, has very little to do with it. It is just the calling card. These people were militant Marxists. Rawlings mentions two people in the same speech, Angela Davis and Kathleen Cleaver. Oh, you mean the two that were both radical Marxists? Cleaver is now a law professor. Of course she is. The way to clean people's image up is to process process them through the radical university system. She was so radical that she allied with North Korea while she was with the Panthers. In fact, her daughter was even born there. If that happened, I'm pretty sure that good old Angela was there at the time. Angela Davis was the one that gave guns to a teenager who then went in and shot a federal judge. Gave guns to teenagers? My gosh, I thought we were trying to take the guns away from teenagers. Class warfare, race warfare, the Black Panthers wanted it all. The media may have forgotten, but we haven't. I'm going to be doing a block on this on television. Ten minutes on who these people really were. Because we need to remember, because they just dropped the radical means for the radical ends. But you can guarantee that people like Virgie Rollins, she hasn't forgotten. She's now part of the Democratic establishment and leadership Democrats, people who are like my grandfather and many of my relatives who vote Democrat, vote Democratic every single time. Just like all of you know my other relatives that vote Republican every single time. Democrats, this is not who you are. You are not radical leftists. You are not race baiters. You are not Keith Ellison that was a member of the Nation of Islam who still gets kudos from Louis Farrakhan. You are not the people who are leading the Women's March. But if you don't stand up now and reject this, if you don't stand up now and say, I want nothing to do with the Black Panthers. I want nothing to do with the Nation of Islam. And I want nothing to do with those people who try to spin them into great healers. If you don't do it, you are done for all time. You cannot rewrite history and reemerge not as outsiders, but within mainstream politics, and hope to have any kind of bright future for tomorrow. Will anyone in the Democratic Party actually call this out?
0: It's Tuesday, April 3rd. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You know, I'm convinced that, you know, the, um, you remember the books do, uh, what was it? Uh, the fourth turning. And remember we went through that and it was my generation that was supposed to tell the old farts, the hippie generation, shut up and sit down. It's your time has passed. I'm the part of the forgotten generation. I was the latchkey generation. And we just kind of had to shoulder everything between our crazy out-of-control brothers and sisters that were older, or moms and dads, and now the younger generation. We don't get... My generation doesn't get its day in the sunlight. We're the transition. We're the ones that have to stand here and look at the mess that the last generation just left us and we have to stand here and shoulder that and hold that until the next generation gets on their feet enough to be able to say we've got it and we've got a better plan here we go and
0: this is again not your theory no this is a theory from a book
1: yes the theory from the fourth turning and it's a great book and i believe it to be right oh so it is your theory well, well, if, if no, it's you, I it's mean, one I embrace. It's one you embrace. So, so you
0: think that because I mean, you think the the people older than you are, you know, I mean, that's going to be the
1: hippies. The radicals, the hippies, the the Nancy Pelosi's, the the Hillary Clintons.
0: Right. And of course that's only a part, a slice of that. Generation. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's not right. everybody, and right. it's not everybody in my generation who feels the way I do. So mm-hmm. it's just that as a group, mm-hmm. as a group they went off the deep end. There's a reason why the stock market, there's a reason why in 2008, the housing market and the stock market collapsed. And that is because in the 1990s, the last of the World War II generation, the ones that were always afraid of, hey, 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 don't do that. You don't, you don't understand what a real collapse is like. The ones who lived through it and were scarred by it for life, they were very, very balanced And they were like, look, let's not go crazy here. Those people died, generally speaking, and they were nowhere in Wall Street by the end of the 90s. And that's when all of this crazy, all this crazy spending, all the crazy derivatives, everything else happened. Okay. And that generation was the hippie generation that was doing it. It It's like a free love and we can have everything and all right. That generation has spent us into oblivion and they're taking us off the rails because, quite honestly, when they were in, in college, they didn't believe in the Constitution in the first place. Even though the Beatles said you want to change the Constitution, you might as well change your head. But don't worry about that. So they they were caught up in this radical Marxist stuff and they're still going there. So this generation, my generation, is the one that has to hold up the younger generation. It's the one that has to expose the younger generation to the truth and expose them, the younger generation, to the people in my generation and say, look, they're not bad. They're good. We need to support them. We need to teach them. We need to encourage them. They're the ones that are going to take us to the right place and develop new ways and new ideas. That's our job. That's our job. And how many of us are doing it? I'm convinced more and more that it's not our job to save the nation. It is our job to teach and raise the next generation because they will do it. They will save it because we're entering a world where we're not even going to understand it. I have already become my father and my grandfather that can't figure out the damn remote. I don't know how to use the remote. That's because we start to get old. And as we start to get old, unless you surround yourself with young people and new ideas all the time, you start to go static because you're just used to it being a certain way. Well, with everything changing, We're going to get old really fast if we don't stay plugged in. We're not going to be able to use the tools that are on the horizon. You know, how many of us at my age still say, can I get a pencil and paper, please? No, nobody, nobody in their 30s says that unless you're an artist. Uh, I got to make some notes. Anybody have a pencil and paper? Who says that?
0: Right. I mean, the, the the journaling thing has become a trend lately uh, because of that. It's, it's now like how vinyl became cool yes. for a while. And I guess kind of still is where, you know, instead of digital music, like it's the same thing. Like that's now becoming like this little niche industry of you know, journaling. And, and look, everything is look, that's why that's why composting
1: is coming back. Composting isn't new. My mother used to do it. My grandmother used to do it. We composted everything. Okay, and it wasn't about the environment. It was just the right thing to do. And so we just did it. Then we then, you know, the generation that is above mine and my generation, we were like, we don't have to do that. We can do life is much easier than that. Better living through pharmaceuticals. We bought into all of the the, you know, 1970 films. Here is America in the 1990s. (laughs) And we were like, whoa, we can't even make the projector work, but it's going to be
0: great. I'm at the point now when I do have to write something. If it's like a full size, like of one piece of paper, like my hand hurts because I haven't done it. Uh, When's the last time I freaking wrote with my hands? (laughs) You don't do that anymore. You type. Mm -hmm. That's what you do. And now, now my thumb starts to hurt because maybe I just hurt, maybe I'm just in pain. Maybe that's just the,
1: the problem. Maybe you're just getting old. Yeah, maybe I'm just uh, an old person. so here here's the thing. Do your do yourself and do the country a favor. Encourage the millennials. Seek out the millennials that are trying to do something. Uh, seek out the seek out the young minds of our country. And hold them up. Do everything you can to hold them up. Because they're the ones that are going to make this transition. They're the ones. And they are... I had 15 relatives in my house over the weekend. 15. It was marvelous. Was it Um, a mistake? No, it was... I really actually Mm -hmm. enjoy... Because I like my family. I know it's weird, but I like my family. Um, But... Um, we were having a great conversation, and these are all my uh these are all my nephews, okay? So my nieces and nephews, so it was all a younger generation. and um, so I spent the the holiday weekend with that generation, and they're just starting to have kids and everything else, <clears throat> and they're all sounding like my grandmother. all of them are sounding like my grandmother. They're all saying things like... Um, you know, we just, we use too much and we have too much stuff. And they're not talking about society. They're talking about them. They're like, "I, I think we can spend our time instead of having a big house that I'm cleaning all of this stuff that means nothing. It's sitting on a shelf and I never use it. Why would I collect that? Why would I need a big house that I'm trying to clean and keep up with everybody. I'd rather spend that money going and doing something. I'd rather go spend my money, you know, why do I have so many clothes? I I go through my closet and I've got so much stuff and I don't wear it. What am I doing? Well, that sounded like my grandparents. That's a good thing. That's returning back to original principles. And personally, I think that's a really, really good sign. Let's embrace this generation and help them. Glenn Beck, The Blaze Radio Network.